0: Take without the hot take here, and welcome back to another episode of. Genius back, Team back, I'm years. back,
1: baby. I'm back, back on home soil, terra firmer, as we call it.
0: I'm back. back, back on home soil. Go He's ahead. written up the document like Michael Jordan, and everything. The two words, I'm back. All right, Mike White's job to lose going forward for the Jets is it? I think it is. I mean, really. I mean, clearly,
1: the decision had to be made when Zach Wilson decided to. Become a petulant child in front of the media, and Mike White showed that he can he can play, and then he managed the game. No turnovers, uh, three touchdowns. Uh, managed the offense, did well. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, that, I mean, this it. Really, is his job? I mean, next on the depth chart is Joe Flacco. Really, if yeah. things go really bad in Minnesota,
0: I think. Uh, well, you mean? But I think um, going forward. I think the Jets are just going to roll with Mike White until he screws up and then probably put Zach Wilson back in. I don't think so. If he... I
1: disagree. Was. I honestly don't think so. I think Mike White has... I think Mike White, even if he has a bad outing upcoming, and this is a big game for the Jets, it's going to be a big litmus test. Yeah, I don't think they're going to go back to Zach Wilson straight away. I honestly don't. Barring injury, they'd go to Joe Flacco. I think Zach Wilson's third in your Jets chart. I don't see a situation, I mean, clearly the team responded to Mike White. The receivers, like Garrett Wilson, who was not, was openly disappointed in the result in New England, uh, clearly looked like he was getting the ball. The team responds to Mike White, and they don't respond to Zach Wilson. So, I mean, it really is Mike White's job going forward. That's what I feel.
0: All right, All right. next week, question for me: Week thirteen games.
1: Week thirteen games. Let's go through it. Yep. The big one on the docket this week is Niners Dolphins. Good offense, great offense, great defense. You got the underlying, uh, you know, you got the, the the teacher,
0: and the and the teacher and, and the student. student. Yeah.
1: You have Mike McDaniel, the student, and then you have, uh, you know, what's his face, the uh, coach Shanahan. Shanahan as the as the I teacher.
0: Could, I could see. Uh, The San Francisco 49ers pulling off a win here, basically just because I feel like they can scheme for this, and Shanahan's system is basically, um, Mike Daniel's system is basically an offshoot of Shanahan's system. Right, so it's going to be an interesting game of chess. I could see this um, being a San Francisco Francisco win, however, um, Miami have really impressed me so far this season. Yeah, yeah. Th- they have really impressed me. And Tua has been taking leaps towards what, he, what we thought he was going to be coming out of the draft, a mm-hmm. franchise quarterback.
1: Yeah. Um, look, I, I, I think this game's going to be the nine Niners. I think it's going to come down to defenses, really. At the end of the day, which defense is going to stop which offense? So you have a very good offense in Miami versus a very good defense in San Francisco who have not allowed. I think the record is the number of points that they allowed during a second half or throughout the games. They've been They've been shutting teams out. So this will be an interesting game. This is probably one to look at. Yeah, uh, some would say even potentially a Super Bowl matchup. Who knows? It Could be. Who it knows? Could be.
0: Next one. Uh, Giants commies. Um, this is a this is an interesting one to predict. Um, I have I have a little suspicion that the Giants might uh, lose this game, mm. considering the mm. Commanders mm. are no slouches. Mm. They can play mm. despite. Um, They're terrible executive and ownership. Oh, that's beside the point. We know they that. can play. They
1: still a team on the. They still put a team on the field. So you'd have to look. I, you got to give a nod to Ron Rivera. Mm-hmm. With all the crap that's been circling this team outside of the team, he's been able to manage it. And another situation here where you have yeah. another co- quarterback situation. I mean, Taylor Heineke. They respond to this guy. Yeah. He's nothing special, but. I mean,
0: he's he's a better starter record than Carson Wentz. As they say on on social media, he got that dog in him. Yeah, yeah.
1: So I I mean, the Giants. This is a very this is a very tough game. This is going to be a tough game because he's going to be playing the Commanders twice and the Eagles twice within yeah. the last seven games of the yeah. season. Um, it's it's scary times now. I think yeah. they've been playing with smoke and mirrors for a long time. They've been keeping games close. They've been decimated by injuries. Last week's game in Dallas showed it. I mean, yeah. they hung tight, and then they couldn't hung, hang anymore. So, they have to win this game yeah, in order to stay ahead. To win. If they lose, It'll they end up falling behind. It'll
0: be a massive blow in the wild card race. Next. Uh, Jets-Vikings is the game we were mentioning. Um, I have a feeling that the Vikings' uh, defense may just overpower the Jets. Because um, if you look at that front seven, Zedarius Smith is a beast. He's easily an all-pro, easily one of the best edge rushers in the league. He's been... Mm-hmm. He's been his dominant self this year. He's been the perfect complement for the Vikings this year, um, and I have a feeling that the Vikings may pull off a pull off a win here.
1: Okay, uh, I'm going to say the Vikings as well. I think the game's going to be a lot closer than people are thinking. I know that the Vikings put 33 up on the Pats, but that's the Patriots and the Patriots allow a lot of people teams to score. Um, I think the defense is going to be what slows things down mm-hmm. because the Jets defense is out there. We know about the we know about the we know about the defense. The offense is what the concern is. Yes. So if Mike White can do what he did last week, maybe on not such a grand level because he's playing the Bears and the Bears aren't a defense team. Um, if he can manage the game the way he needs to manage it, maybe the Jets have a chance. But I, I don't yeah. give him much of a chance.
0: Yeah. Uh, World Cup update. Now today, uh, this morning, mm-hmm. I did end up going. Yeah. It's a it's a
1: rest in mm-hmm.
0: peace to Australia's. Sick a Sekalorum, amazing run! <laughs> it was an amazing um, run, look, but I did not expect had them. to come to oh, an look, end. Let's start at the let's start <laughs> before the UAE game, the UA, UAE qualifier. I had I was completely disillusioned with the Socceroos, completely. Like they had gone on a massive nineteen game winning streak, and then they had dropped some truly ridiculous results. Um, they lost two nothing to Japan at home, mm-hmm. a crucial crucial qualifier. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just looked really out of sync Really just undisciplined There were calls for Graham Arnold's head They go into against UAE And they beat them They beat them one nothing. Then they go up against Peru They beat them on penalties And somehow make it into the World Cup Into the World Cup I had zero expectations No one, and not even Australian fans Thought this team was going to make it out of the group um, They go into the lead against France But predictably lose But then they pull off two gutsy wins against Tunisia and Denmark in a row. In a row. And Denmark was considered to be one of the dark horses of the tournament Mm -hmm. because of how talented their team is. They were playing with fire after um, uh, um, Christian Eriksen's unfortunate um, medical problems in in Euros last year. Um, But they laid an egg and Australia took full advantage. Mm -hmm. So... Going into the round of sixteen, they played against the winner of Group C. That just happened to be Lionel Messi's Argentina, mm-hmm. uh, who had pulled themselves out of the fire for, um, from a first uh, first matchday loss to Saudi Arabia, yep. taking two straight wins against um, Mexico and Poland mm-hmm. to top to top the group. Now, uh, this game, I went down to Tumbalong Park, uh, which is in Darling Harbour in Sydney, and. Let me tell you, if anyone says that football in this country isn't like a massive sport or people don't care about it, you're lying. Because the fan experience was fantastic. Uh, Flares, it was so fun. As for the game itself, 2 1. It was 2 1, Mm -hmm. but it was very, it was closer than it looked. Yes. If you look at, um, uh, they gave Messi a little bit of something. They weren't trying to, they tried to give him no space whatsoever. They gave him um a half a second and he nailed it. Then the second goal was a really unfortunate giveaway. Matt Ryan, there's he needs to do much better there, but like it, it sucked that I had to be him. I when I was standing in the crowd, I'm like, why did it have to be him? He's been so good this tournament. But then they pulled a goal back. Oh deflection. Every yeah, everyone believed in that crowd. Mm-hmm. That the crowd reaction was insane. And then uh, two big chances um, led to two big moments. The first of which being is Bejic's run through four players. He mm. got around what he thought was the last defender with a fake shot. He takes a shot. Lisandro Martinez, the United defender who I love, he comes in with an absolute pearler of a block and stops a shot. And then in the final, like, ten seconds of seven minutes of added time, a ball comes into the 18-year-old youngster Garen Cole, just signed for um, Newcastle United. He takes a touch, he turns with whatever angle he has. He takes a decent shot. A kick. Amy. Everyone thought it was going in. Amy Martinez with an unbelievable save with mm. his with his arm. And that's it. And that was the game. I think. I mean, I think... they gave Argentina a massive scare, and Argentina knew this game wasn't going to be easy, and they not. made them work for it. Yep. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Uh, I feel like the Socceroos can come home and hold their heads high, mm-hmm. and I hope this definitely this definitely starts a new era of Socceroos football because it looked pretty stale going into um, the last qualifying games. I mean, everyone was disillusioned, mm-hmm. and it was it was incredible. Um, so that was that game.
1: Yep, we know that United States the lost. United States lost against Netherlands 2- to Netherlands.
0: Netherlands. I mean, they just the. I love how Greg Berhalter is um blaming the fact that the USA didn't have a world class striker. But didn't weren't you the one that made the selections? weren't you the one that left Jordan Pefock, one of your better scoring strikers off the team list and you're complaining about not having a, a world class striker? Jordan Pefock is in the is in the Premier League. It is in the Bundesliga mm. with a with one of the better teams in the Bundesliga right now. Oh well. Well, it does. It doesn't make sense, but the Netherlands and uh, Cody Gakpo and Dumfries ran all over them. Man. So
1: we have other games coming up as well. Yeah. We have today. J-
0: well, no, tomorrow. Tomorrow we have Japan and Croatia. Yep. And Brazil and South Korea. And then we have And then England and Senegal, France and Poland, Morocco and Spain, and Portugal and Switzerland. It's
1: gonna be good. So by the time we get when a pile of dust settles, we're gonna have a final eight.
0: We yeah we will most likely have a final eight. All right, we might have one confirmed in yes. the last four. Okay, let's move on. Yep,
1: uh, with a heavy heart for Mets fans out there, uh, Jacob DeGrom signing with the Rangers means what for his old team? Um,
0: the Mets. I, I look, you lose a guy like DeGrom who's an all-world pitcher who's a franchise cornerstone. Um, he yes, he has inclining age. And uh, de- and has had declining availability over the past couple seasons. It's tough to lose a guy like Degrom. Like you can't, you can try as you might, you're not going to re- replace production like that. All mm-hmm. you, all I need to cite is how he was steely in that playoff game against the against the Padres. He only gave up two runs. He basically won that game for the Mets. Um, but they weren't going to give him the years he wanted. He was, he's 34. Uh, injury prone, mm-hmm. he wanted a long term deal, and he found it with the Texas Rangers, who pay him five years at 185 million. Uh, that has a conditional sixth year, which goes up mm-hmm. to potentially 220. And million.
1: No trade clause
0: and no a full no trade clause, which yep. is if like he, it's clear that DeGrom wanted security. Mm-hmm. The Mets weren't going to give him that. It yep. does suck, but look, he we got his best years, okay. and yeah,
1: uh, fourth time All Star. Uh, two-time All-B MLB first team, two-time Cy Young Award winner, um, two-time NL strikeout leader in 2019, 2020. It's a big resume, yeah. and I get it. And I, when I when I saw the deal, because special shout out to Rob the Boy Monroy, he sent it to me, and I didn't realize it. And I, you told me first, yeah. And then Rob the Boy sent me a message on Facebook about it happened. So it wasn't a surprise. I think it was obviously the number of years. And he's look, he's been he he has not been. Available the last couple of seasons because of arm issues. Yeah. So I think this is Texas's way of saying this is probably the biggest landing that they've had, and I'll, I'll put it out there since Nolan Ryan, and that was yeah. over thirty years ago. And Nolan Ryan, they got him. Nolan Ryan
0: was like forty six.
1: Yeah, but no, no, he went. To- he just- Finished baseball 46, but at the time he was still young yeah. and he still was very productive. And Nolan Ryan's resume speaks for itself. This is probably the – because you can take Jacob deGrom and put him in, against any MLB team and he's your number one starter. With oh, yeah. some exceptions. Oh, yeah. Very few. So, look, look this well, is this that, is the Rangers' way of saying we're going to be noticed now. Well, the we A- got Houston up there. We want to be noticed.
0: The, the AL West is um, – they already saw an arms race happening in the AL West. Well, they mean, needed, it. At, Seattle, they needed it. You look at Seattle. They needed it. You look at Seattle. They're building. We know Houston's not going to go away. No. Um, so and they want to get out of third place. They want to challenge. There's for a, a couple of things
1: team. out here. They hired Bruce Bochy, who's no slouch either. Yeah. three times three, three three times World Series winner. Yeah. Uh, so they had to complement it with a, a number one. Yeah, and the, the Rangers want to be relevant in the state of Texas. No longer should be Houston, yeah. Houston State to dominate. Yeah, so that's that's why they've done it. And so you know, and look, it's classic because um you know Steve Cohen came out and I read, I read the quote. He said basically, I wish him well. He has the right to choose his team. Now this team has to move on to the next
0: look, thing. Looking uh, at the the Mets situation, sure. I want them to make a big swing and go and trade for Sandy Ohtani well, because look where he is. he's been he's been rumored in trades <laughs> yeah. and rumored to be cuz his value is not going to get any higher than this. No. He's the he's the reigning NL Cy Young winner. Yeah. He is a number one a certified number one on yeah. any team. Yeah. And most of the Marlins prospects right now are pitchers. Yes. Daniel Espino, yep. a pitcher. Mm-hmm. Um Edward Cabrera on their MLB roster, a yep. pitcher. They don't have many like hitting prospects no. whatsoever. But this so, is
1: but this is typical Miami. they don't, yeah. they don't want to wait till the next contract the to, to one, negotiate.
0: The only one they have is Khalil Watson, and he's not ready yet. Yeah. So um, I want them to make a big swing and trade for Sandy Alcantara, but I'm not sure if it's going to happen. What I think may happen is they um, they will probably re-sign Bassett mm-hmm. and. Most likely, bring in someone like a Rodon. I don't think Verlander leaves. Well, I think I think no, they no. Bring in Rodon. I, at this
1: point, your rotation has Scherzer and Carrasco. That's it. So maybe you do bring back Bassett on a one year. Well, maybe, he wants
0: you know, he wants a long contract, as right? Well. But again,
1: this comes up to the fact of whether or not that's going to be something in the bet's best interest. Maybe they don't go down that path. It just depends on which other teams are going to be offering Bassett more years. There's also there's
0: also Kodai Senga. Who's yeah. been rumored yeah, he's a, um, from Asia. the Japanese phenom? Yes. I do like his potential as yep. a as a major league um, starter, um, but it's I want and I've also heard Zach Allen thrown around. Mm. Um, I don't think the Diamondbacks would do that considering they want to compete mm-hmm. and keeping a guy like Zach Allen is um, is competing. And I don't think the Mets should do it considering uh, whatever fee that you're going to be paying the Diamondbacks in terms of prospects will be going towards Zach Allen's potential because so he I think, came out of nowhere.
1: And I, I look, I think it's a good point you mentioned about prospects. I think from my perspective, Jacob deGrom is the last of the three that came up. Yes. Matt Harvey, Norris Syndergram and himself. Yeah. Um, now that's it. There's no longer Matt Harvey. There's no longer Norris Syndergram. There's no longer Jacob deGrom. So now the Mets probably would need to look to the future. To, to look at prospects coming up to give well, some, some rookies well, they, a chance they're so. going to be
0: they're going to be protecting um, the guy the two prospects who I know are untradeable are Francisco Alvarez and Brett Beatty. yeah Venito may be on the table some of their other top 100 guys may be on the table yeah, yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind if they got rid of Venitos and a couple of top 100 guys to make a big swing for, um, for Sandy Alcantara because okay. you gotta if he's on the table like that and the Miami Marlins are all but saying here take him we don't want him yeah and dismantling. Well, why not? He's there. and you, But will they want to trade him in division? Yeah. That's something else to consider. Moving on. Um, does the potential signing of... Oh, not potential, but the signing of Jose Abreu make the Houston Astros even scarier? Yes, it does. Duh. But yes, it
1: does. <laughs> it's Jose, another, another he's bat. He's former AL MVP. It's another bat. He's ridiculous. It's another bat. I don't know what that does. The current first baseman is... Is out there the guy? He's he already had a first baseman playing there.
0: Uh, Trey Mancini, but he's going to go to free agency, right? So then,
1: so that that makes it easier. Um, of course, it does. You know, you just go, you go to a powerful team that already has things in place. You already have Altuve, you already have Bregman, you already have, uh, you know, the shortstop who came up, who just came Pena. up, Pena. So you have all that, and you add Abreu to the mix. I mean, that just it's just you know you have, you have the you have the teams of the Yankees just. You know, sh- screaming to themselves going, how you know, how do we how do we eliminate this team? So, you know, players want to play in Houston. So this is a big deal for the Houston. It yeah. just makes them stronger. It's a
0: huge deal. Like you add a guy who has has so much talent to your lineup, hmm. a ridiculous amount of in talent. that
1: park, which is like a wiffle ball park. Yeah. they are just hitting balls over the over the fence. Yeah. Very small park, very hitter friendly park like that one.
0: Yep, yeah. and you're getting a guy who can just slot as maybe your number number three hitter. Or oh, fourth in the um, lineup. You clean up. Um, do clean up. Three, three or four. Yeah. and I'd clean you up. can be perfect for that lineup. And you could and, DH. And you, you could even DH. Yes. Him you could DH start Yuli Gurriel as, uh-huh. your, as your first base.
1: Exactly. You don't have to. And now that there's no more as DHs in both leagues, wherever you're playing, you can just slot him as DH. Not another
0: bat. Yeah. it's it's a great, it's, it's, it's a great, it's a big, big deal. Not to mention Abreu's decent defensively. Right. For, for a first baseman, which is pretty rare. Yes. All right.
1: Okay, I got the next one. Yes. Thoughts on Lionel Messi nearing a deal with Inter Milan Miami. That's been... Inter Miami of the MLS.
0: That has been rumored, um, and a lot of people around the football world are um, are coming to the consensus that, yes, he will most likely be uh, going to Inter Miami, mainly because not only because of the salary, but for um, the geography, because Miami... Argentina's not too far. Like, he can go see family. Like, it's it's it would be a good situation for Messi to play out his career with a fat bag Mm -hmm. in Miami.
1: It makes sense. I mean look, I think a lot of people there's a lot of sentimentality for Argentina right now because, you know, this is Messi's last run. This is his last chance. He's he's accomplished so much at the club level, he's accomplished so much, you know, overall, except for that World Cup title, so to get that and to go off into the pasture, and that's uh, we've said it before. I've said it before. MLS is that place where you know professionals go to retire.
0: Yeah, David Beckham, not not Ibrahimovic. Even, he's he's the exception to the even, rule. Even but, Amer- you know. even American uh, um football was that thing before the MLS was even a thing. If you look at um Pele was the yeah, first yeah, big yeah, draw. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Beckham Bauer. Yeah, yeah,
1: best. Yeah.
0: Those are some of the best of all time. But that
1: was at a time when it was still uncertain. It was sort of a novelty. It was sort of a novelty. Now, with the MLS being established and being over 25 years in the business, this is another high pro- profile player going to play stateside
0: that will draw And it's not even it's, draw fans. it's not even the the big gimmick move that it was for no, with, it's not. With Beckham because no. the MLS is developing its own brand yeah. as a good league yes. in America. Like yeah. you like the the playoffs this year were fantastic. Of course. Especially the final, like um, Columbus Crew versus um, Philadelphia was a fantastic. Versus um, no. um, LAFC, LAFC was a fantastic yeah. game. Yeah, Oh, it was Philadelphia Union versus LAFC. LAFC. That was a yeah. fantastic game. Look,
1: I think it's just. I mean, again, I think I don't. You know, Messi is loaded. He's made a lot of money in his career, and he still has. You He's know, won everything. and so you know, it's, you know, the idea to go to MLS is not far fetched. It's not out of there because it's it's something where he could still showcase his talents, uh, be a little bit older, but a bit more refined, and, and finish, potentially finish his career off you know, stateside. So. Yeah. All right, moving on.
0: Sit or play Aaron Rodgers. In my opinion, you just sit him and see what you have in Jordan Love. Because the season is lost for the Packers. It's not just a Rodgers problem. It's not just a defense problem. It's not just a Lafleur problem. It's an everything problem for the Packers. Mm-hmm. An everything problem. And going into this offseason, this off what the hell do you do? Because you're you were already in a cap situation, a cap crunch last off season. You had to let go of Darius Smith. You were lucky to keep um, Devontae Campbell. Uh, you were lucky to keep some of those guys, but you had to let go of, of Smith. Now you're going to be even in more of a cap crunch with Rodgers on, on the books for three more years. Mm-hmm. The I think they sit him for the rest of the, rest of the season. Yeah, uh, lost
1: by all accounts. It's reported that he'll play against the Bears. I don't. I'm with you on this one. Uh, last week, clearly, he was in a lot of pain. Uh, you could see him getting up and, and laboring, holding his hips during the game against the Eagles. And then they obviously, he walked off on his own accord, but then wasn't coming back. And then Jordan Love had a chance and to play. And he played and a he,
0: couple snaps and looked good. And he,
1: got a t- he, he scored a touchdown. He, he marched him down the field. So I'm with you. I think the season's already gone. Why not just sort of sit Rodgers out and then you know consider this season a wash? Because you're already... You're already like at five games behind uh, the Vikings in division. They're going to win it. Yeah, you're not going to make the playoffs. You're not going to make wild. Cards. If you were, if this team was in the South, maybe because really, still the Buccaneers at five and six still have a reasonable chance of winning. Well, division. you're not going to make the wild so, card. Though. No, not going to make not, anything. Not so with, not with, with them.
0: Not with the NLE team. And the uh, the uh, the, uh, the really? NFC. What are you East talking about? Okay. Teams. teams yeah, yeah. They're all they five hundred. No, I wouldn't worry about it. That's not. I would happen. say sit them down. Just sit them and see what you have because. At this point, you have to see, look to the future. Yeah. And, look, if you sit him, he's probably going to go on Pat McAfee and whine, but tell him to kick rocks because he's That's hurt. That's my line.
1: Come on. Don't, don't copy me. Right, Next go. one. Which some sub-500 NFL teams can be spoilers toward the end of the season? Um, so I'm thinking, when I mean sub-NFL, I'm not talking about Texans sub. Yeah, yeah. Let's not even... I'm talking about the teams that have won four or five games. Or just, like, mid.
0: Yeah. Um, I think... Uh, Arizona are very mercurial, so they could play spoiler, Um, but Cliff Kingsbury's play calling holds them back, and you can see it, you can (laughs) see it, you can see it with how, uh, you can can see it with how, um, at this point, um, Kyler is just frustrated, like, he's been yelling at Cliff, that's all you need to know about this play calling, and it's been really, really bad, it's what's been holding the Cardinals back all year long. The fact that they've extended him until 2027 means they'll be further held back until they until they fire this. Okay, game. so... We went, but they we, could play spoilers. Okay,
1: so you went yeah you went on a real long ramble, because I know it was Cliff Kingsbury. You're Matt Nagy for now. Um, I'm going to stick with a team that I believe can really... I haven't been talking about them. I think the Jaguars. I honestly believe the Jaguars they are do, scary. Yeah. They were trailing Baltimore... Last see last week, and they beat Baltimore. Honestly,
0: I think that that's to... And they have
1: a couple of key games coming up. Let me tell you something. They're playing the the, the Jaguars, they're playing the Jaguars very soon. Oh no, they no, just finished playing. They're gonna play the Jaguars on the twelfth. Wait, the Jaguars? They're playing play Jag- the Jaguars. They're gonna, oh, sorry, the Titans are gonna play Jaguars. Correction. Uh, that's a game. That's a danger game. I can see the Jaguars being that kind of team that knock off a couple teams that are trying to get to the playoffs, and they spoil it for them. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence is not. He's got the right coach, obviously. The Urban Meyer mess was one thing, but there's some left, so some progression on I, his abilities I like, now. I like Travis. E. So, as well. and so, I, I honestly believe the Jaguars could be a big, big say in who goes to the playoffs. I honestly believe it.
0: I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past them, okay. to, to make a surprise. It's to, to make a surprise for a team that's trying to stick in that AFC wildcard race.
1: Okay, move on.
0: Uh, admire LeBron James for calling out Jerry Jones now disclaimer uh, so uh, this will contain some content about about surrounding surrounding race
1: I I looked at this so there is a photo out there feel free to help yourself so go on to Google and type in Jerry Jones photo that has a very young Jerry Jones at presence with another crowd of people and this is in the late 50s where there were the first at black students coming into a school. At Little Rock. At Little Rock. Being desegregation as it was. The the Little Rock High School. um, Right. So he was in that picture. And so LeBron James the other day said, you know, I find it interesting that no one's really calling to task Jerry Jones and sort of paralleled it with, you know, Kyrie being outspoken about anti Semitic comments he made. And so I suppose that is the issue now is you Know what's happened that Jerry Jones hasn't talked about this. I mean, he was he's not done in the photo, he's 15 years old. Yeah, in the photo, he's just standing there. So, what I get to is I looked at the photo. Okay, there are a whole bunch of white folks out there, and there's these young black students going into the school. Yeah, and then Jerry Jones is standing there, and he's young, he's 14, 15 years old. And so, what can be taken from that? I don't know a lot. Based on what was there. The no, picture doesn't say much
0: to me. I cannot believe I'm going to do this, but I am going to defend Jerry Jones. Um, I don't necessarily think that there's... If you can prove beyond a reasonable doubt... Like, yes, he was at that scene. Yeah, so yes, what? he was at... Right. Uh, he was at the an infamous scene in American history right. as it pertains to race. Okay. I don't think... That doesn't indict him for um, contributing... Like, Look... He 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 grew up in a time, when, and especially in Arkansas. This is before civil rights. Be, before uh, civil, well, civil rights, this. During the civil this rights. This was
1: before it was even signed off. Well, this was late fifties
0: during the civil rights movement.
1: Right, but this is um, late fifties, not before the yeah, civil this rights. This was late fifties in,
0: uh, in Arkansas. Um, sundown the Town still existed, so it was was in the photo. He's just standing there, and it just more looks like he's trying to make sense of his environment. More less. Uh, um, less than actually hurling racial abuse at um, black kids trying to go to school. Yeah,
1: I don't, I don't see anything around it. I looked at the picture, going, "Okay, look." If so he com- was there. Like, Nobody knew who Jerry Jones was back then. Despite, so. um,
0: however, um, if more stuff comes out because, like, technology is incredible. So if there, if more histor- historical archives are dug up of him doing, I'm um, um, doing anything at any of these, um, around this time, then we will say yes for certain. Um, but photos, um, photos, especially from, uh, from very, very like mid 1900s or, um, or around this time have to be taken with a grain of salt. Cause you don't know, you don't really understand the context behind it until you do do some research. Right. Like there's one as a, a unrelated example yeah, it's unrelated, as, it's, there, as an unrelated example there's a photo of um of um Stalin's uh not, of Stalin's Soviet party where um two blobs are there but those blobs were um Lenin Vladimir Lenin and uh Trotsky um, he blob he edited those out okay. so that's historical revisionism uh, so um, at this point in time, you can't really indict him for anything.
1: I don't think there's anything there that draws a conclusion about Jerry Jones at, as a 15 year old. I don't think there's enough there. He's he's amongst a crowd of other people. He's not doing anything. He's just looking. So, at that time, get it. It was a very divisive time in the country. But I don't think we should be holding to account. Yes, you can say, well, you never hired a black coach. Okay, well, there's a lot of other owners who haven't either. So I don't. I mean, that that's still
0: a problem. Well, Jerry Jones on. is the most like. A uh, high-profile. We know one. this.
1: He's a self-promoter, but unless he comes out and specifically responds to what he was doing there, I don't think he can remember. The man's almost eighty years old, say give or take. Okay, and next. I don't
0: think he really cares. To be okay,
1: honest. we're going to come into an end here. Happy pending retirement, Miguel Cabrera. He has mm. announced this will that be next his last year, one. this upcoming
0: season, will be his last. Um, he, it t- sucks. He's not going to get his ring.
1: No. Well, whatsoever. we know that the job. We know that the Tigers, the Tigers had two shots to well, get a ring, and the they ti- didn't get
0: it. The Tigers last year were awful. They're going to be uh, awful next year. They were basically year. watching him chase the three thousand hit mark. Now it's it. just a fair roll tour. Now it's sort of just like that's it. He'll go to te- each team. He'll It'll get be the, a fair he'll, roll he'll, tour. He'll, he'll get he'll a get standing team. ovation wherever he goes.
1: Yep. He'll get a standing ovation in Miami for sure. Uh, he'll get a standing ovation. Everywhere he goes, because this is it, and One he's decided it's twenty-three years. He never got years. his
0: ring in Detroit. He got his ring with the Marlins. We know that, and he but, tried, yeah. not without lack, not yeah. without trying. It sucks because he should have got it. Yep. Um. Two thousand twelve, they got swept. Yep. Uh, and they didn't make it back there. No, they didn't make it back there no. after that. That was after it. that sweep,
1: that was it. Okay.
0: Um. He had a chance in the AL, the the AL, um, the AL championship series, yes. but they the two towering grand slams in that series. Two thousand fourteen he had a great series against Baltimore, but they got swept yep. because of their awful bullpen.
1: Yep. Okay. Uh next happy birthday, belated birthday, Bo Jackson. One of the great 60.
0: one of the great two way athletes ever This is when
1: there was two ways between yeah. him and Dion. So Dion came after Bo.
0: What was funny is that um he was him and the Buccaneers the Buccaneers actually drafted him first overall, um, but he didn't play for the Buccaneers whatsoever. And this was because he did a a workout, a, a workout with the Buccaneers, um, while he was still in college, mm-hmm. and the Buccaneers were like, "Oh, we cleared it with the SEC. It's mm. perfectly legal." No. And it wasn't, and okay. it violated his his amateur standing with the Auburn baseball team. And he told the Buccaneers, "Don't draft me. I'll never play for you." Yep. They still drafted him, oh, and he well. just went to he went to the Kansas City Royals, and went, then got drafted yep. in the fifth round by the Raiders. Ray
1: Raiders. So he had a it looked very good. It was, I believe, I believe, rookie of the year with with the Royals. He. Had really real potential, and I think most were saying you should play baseball. And then he kept playing both, and then you know, a horrible, horrible injury against the Bengals in a playoff game, I believe, back in 1990. Uh, ended up having to re- um, replace his hip, had a hip replacement, yeah. and became a DH for Chicago and just wasn't the same player yeah. after that. So I mean, his explosiveness
0: was gone. Oh, it was it gone, it, was it, gone it gone wasn't after the that. same feel,
1: yeah. Okay, happy birthday belated to Monica Celis, turns 49. Uh, arguably one of the in the early '90s, dominant in the era with her and Steffi Groff in the well, women's yeah. circuit, uh, cut short by a um, disturbed individual during a, a, a game in the early '90s. Uh, she was assaulted and she wasn't really the same after that. Didn't really well. You, so, you, do, you, know, you think of about the that. yeah, yeah.
0: It was a it was a Steffi Graf fan, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you think about that, um, there's always been rival rivalries in tennis, mm-hmm. um, and uh, Groff and Celis just happened to be that one of that time period. All right. And then we had uh, then we had the very lopsided rivalry of Williams and um, Sharapova. All right. All right. On that note, that's it. That's our show for this week. If you come from TikTok, welcome. welcome. We do this thing every week. Uh, we will be establishing an email address uh, for you guys to send questions in. That will take some time, so be patient with us. In the meantime, we'll see you next week.
1: Bye.